Yeah, all I need is one scale, a couple bells. Came in this shit by myself. Dolph, why you fuck this girl? Uh, shit, cause I'm a player. Quarterback, no NFL. Drippy hey. and Chanel. Hey, what's up? We are back in the break room. Me, Charles Carter III, man. Welcome back. My boy Evan Schumann right in front of me, man. What's up, bro? Hey, man, it's good to be back here. I will after, say that. After a while, like, we were... My last episode was 30... 36, 30, but 36 is like, hasn't been released because we've released. had some problems. So, like, we're, we're, we got to give you all a little bit of rundown what's been going on in the month of December because, you know, it's supposed to be a festive it's been a time lot. of year. <laughs> it's been a lot. It, it, it has been, it's been rough. Um, so, Charles' computer fried out on him, essentially, right? Yep. So, I was like, all right, I was going to take over the editing duties. My computer is too old to hold up the software, so I couldn't download Audition. So we're like, all right. So we we try to move through some things. You know, we got episode 35 out for y'all. And then we recorded 36. Still got that. Ready to go for y'all. But, Charles, you want to tell them what happened right Uh, after we, you know, thought we, we, we prevailed one problem? Bro, so I wiped my computer down to get episode 35 up. And then I put all my stuff back on. And then I tried to put 36 up. It did not work again. So when I wiped it, it literally took almost three days to wipe clean. And then, like, another three days to add it back up. And so, bro, I'm taking an online class right now, too. And it's just, I, I just can't do all that, bro. It was just too much. And now, like, you know, I was like, I was looking at our statistics for, like, Anchor and all our viewers and stuff. Like, I was like, bro, people are just wondering, like, where our episodes are, <laughs> man. And we just, yeah. we just down bad right now. Then, not to mention, like, later on in December, I caught COVID. You what? Two days before my birthday. Crazy. Yeah, that's, that's tragic right there. Then New Year's, so I stayed... I was in the house the entire time. And then right after that, uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve, my uh my roommate Miles, he uh you know had a little bit of a cough and wasn't feeling too hot, so uh he went and got the the Rona test and um he came back positive. So I was like, "All right, let me let me go ahead and you know be responsible. Let, let me go get tested." And I came back positive, and I just felt so disappointed in myself. I was asymptomatic the whole time, praise God. Um didn't even have a cough, no no sniffles, had taste and you know can smell and everything, but I just felt like I got caught lacking. Yeah, bro. I, I felt disappointed in myself. <laughs> Man. Bro. Like, what am I going to do? Wear a mask in my house? How did I know he had it? Right, like, right. Because he got it from work because mm-hmm. they got a whole thing going through their job and people going to the hospital for it and everything. And they're already short staffed as it is. So they're just down bad with that. So, uh,. <laughs> We're good now. It's yeah, a new year. Now. Welcome to 2022, by the so, way. Yeah, happy New Year, man. Happy to Happy 2022, man. And Merry Belated Christmas. Is that a thing? Like, yeah. Big, big happy like Belated that. Hanukkah. You know, Happy Holidays. Yeah. Shout out to all the Capricorns out there, man. My fellow Capricorns. What's up? C's up. Yep. What's that good? time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and so, man, just to go and get into it, man. So, first thing we got, hey, the college football playoffs just concluded yesterday. Yes, they did. Georgia got the dub. Out of what, a 40 to 41 year drought? Yep, 1980, when Herschel Walker was a freshman, putting Jeez. up 1,600 yards and 15 touchdowns. That was the last time we saw UGA get a national championship. And I had said this about the Braves. I said, they, the city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia just needs yeah. a moral victory. Well, they finally got this it. This is the I, one. This is the one. You this is the one. They, they, there you all go. I, I hope I hope it suits y'all well because I don't know what else is going to good come out of this. Man, also not to mention, man, this is the first coach under that was under Nick Saban's tree to get a win over him in yep. the four championship, man. So that's like, shout out to Georgia for that one, man. You found you one. Yeah. 
I mean, the game itself was the first half, like, depending on how you look at it, oh, it was a defensive game, oh, it was boring. But, bro, the whole entire game, both defensive lines were screaming. I mean... They was going Bro, ahead, man. like it seems like every single play, like regardless who was on offense, who was on defense, the, the quarterback was getting pressured, or you know the the lane gaps and uh, the run game getting clogged up. I mean, it was ridiculous. Alabama's defense came to play. Absolutely, they had seven tackles for loss, five sacks. Georgia's defense had nine tackles for losses and four sacks, so they were just active across the board, across the whole rotation. And Georgia really forced Bryce Young to make some poor decisions in the fourth quarter. I mean, I thought it was insane. Like looking back at it after the game, he threw 57 pass attempts. That's not yeah, Alabama yeah, football at all. They really forced their hand during that game towards the end of the game. And then also, what he had two interceptions uh, that game, which is a season high, a career high, which, yeah. is, which is crazy. Uh, but Georgia took them. Put, put put them on their heels yeah. and took them off their game. Man, and it's so good because, well, one, Bryce Harper's a sophomore, if I believe, if I'm, if I'm remember right. I think he's a sophomore. And um, he's – the great thing about it is what I'm really trying to get to is that he can grow from this. You know what I mean? Now, we love the story of the young guy, the Heisman Trophy winner, winning the title and going on to, you know, conquer Narnia. <laughs> But anywho, you know he's a young guy, man. He made some mistakes against a great team, but you know eventually he'll grow from this, man. And hopefully we get to see even better ball. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be the end of you know Alabama's reign or anything. yeah, no, 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 nothing like that, nothing like that. I mean, the good news is it stayed in the SEC, it stayed in the family. Yeah. So they got four out of the five last national championships. The SEC as a whole kind of feeds off of Alabama because they everybody knows Alabama's coming with it. So the rest of the conference has come with it. And, hey, Georgia, they uh, they lost a couple years ago. They finally got their revenge again. Yeah. So college football, you never know what's going to happen. And I just I just didn't expect. So so let me say this. So on the interception that um, <laughs> Charles drops his phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Check, check, check to make sure the screen's okay. Hold on. I made it. All I right. made it. I made it. Praise God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I do not have the money for anything right now. <laughs> he was like, oh no, you all should have seen his face. Um so when he before the play even happened, it was like third and ten. And I was like, bro, it's four down territory. You don't have to force the ball. Just at least pick up five yards to make it just a more manageable fourth down. Yeah. Dude threw that corner out, forced it. And my favorite part of that play wasn't wasn't, wasn't the fact that it was a, a pick six. I forgot his name, but number eighty four for Alabama, the receiver, absolutely came down the field with just vengeance and was just a menace and smoked some dude from Georgia. Like at, at the the goal line, he tried to give him like a little chip block. This receiver from Alabama absolutely blew this dude up, and I was like, hey. I like to see it. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, on that on the interception? Yeah, on the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw that too. I was like, this is gonna be crazy in the film room. I don't know. It's gonna be like he got the touchdown, but your face is in the ground. At what cost? He talks to the meaning of prayer. Like, <laughs> shout out, Coach Thirty. Yeah. So I, when I saw that, I was like, hey, he ain't going outside. Yeah, no. he ain't going outside, man. He taking he take, he took somebody's head off of that one, man. But you know, you know what's so like kind of funny? Well, ironic. Is it ironic? But anyway, so my uncle, he teaches at Alabama. Oh, word? Yeah. Jeremiah hmm. uh, Carter, Professor Carter, you know. But anyway, he's Bryce Harper's English professor. Yeah. Oh, I Bryce, said Bryce, Bryce Young? Bryce Young. I yeah. said Bryce Harper. Yeah. Bryce Young, yeah. He told me him and um, 
I don't know who I forgot the starting right tackle is. Um, oh, Evan Neal. Yeah, I think so. He said, "Yeah, he's their English professor." <laughs> he said something about Bryce Young is that even when, you know, he tries to include competition in his lessons, whatever he was telling me. Yeah. And uh, he said, Bryce, you know, you see a lot of the football players; they get excited about other things like that in that area at competition. But he said Bryce Young kind of gets excited for like things like debate or um, things like that, things involving. You like conflict of ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Versus like his teammates, they kind of get excited for like mm, team things, if that makes sense. So, yeah, like group projects. Yeah, group projects. Oh, thank God. Yep. I don't got to do this all by myself. Oh, yeah. We all going <laughs> to build this one thing up. If you make the tallest building out of sticks, then, you know, they kind of get hyped for stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, excited for more things like debate, which is, huh, I mean. Hey, that's how I was. I used to love debate. I mean, I did debate in high school. So then when we went to the class, it was Evan just is like, a menace, if y'all didn't know. I just, I just used to run just trains on my classmates. Uh, but yeah do you think the state of college football is in a good place do you think the college football should be expanded you know it's the end of the year you know it's time to to start you know tapping into to the philosophy and everything behind you know college football so so i'm curious about what your thoughts are on those yeah man i think we spoke about this was it 35 35 or 34 yeah Yeah, man I definitely think they ought to expand yeah so I think they should take a page from the FCS to make it an 8 at least an 8 for right now I want to say 12 but then see it's it's just tough to say just because like I feel like the 4 is already being mishandled even though I'm glad Cincinnati made it in they unfortunately like they gave them a game but later on it just didn't turn into one yeah you could just tell they were just outmatched yeah 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 later on but in the beginning they held their own so I would want to see more teams smaller quote unquote smaller schools um, outside the power five get into the playoffs and have an opportunity mm-hmm. but yeah, so yeah, I would just to answer your question yeah I do want to see the uh, college f- football playoffs expand how about you fair enough um, I think that the state of college football is is in a good place I think Alabama losing is kind of a good thing for just it gives everybody else hope like Mm. oh thank god like it wasn't alabama like you know a lot of fan bases and stuff um there's been a like a lot of videos going around online of um people like going up to like tailgates and stuff at uh, these college football games and asking if you could remove one team from college football who would it be and regardless of like where you're at you know like if you went to you know michigan you know of course they would say ohio state Mm. but then if they were like if it wasn't ohio state who would it be it's like almost everybody's saying alabama and they went to schools from like all around the country it's like alabama just has a lot of natural just hatred against them for 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 being great and Mm. you know they hate us because they ain't us but since georgia won i feel like it kind of just restored balance you know Mm. know, on on some on some thanos type uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) really um i thought clemson was going to step into the spotlight when deshaun was there and then when Trevor Lawrence was there, I thought they were going to take the spotlight of Alabama around that time. Hey, they they tried. They tried. <laughs> they were really close. Because really- Deshaun, Deshaun beat, got one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He beat Alabama once, and then poor Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was about to happen. I thought Clemson was going to be there, but they needed a few more years of consistency to really, like, seize that moment. Mm. You know what I mean? But they just didn't happen that way. As far as, you know, you mentioned that uh, SEC has won the past four out of five— four out of the past five years of uh, championships, um, is that a good thing? It's great for the SEC. Um, But as far as just college football in general, eh, I'm not sure. I I think it just makes other schools, they just need to step the game up. I mean, they just need to get better. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I guess recruits kind of, they pay attention to things like that. Uh, Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class this year over 
Alabama. Hmm. And I've seen a lot of those kids from Alabama, I mean, excuse me, that are going to AM play in high school with all the play by play and scouting stuff that I do. Yeah. They they got some ballers coming, man. Um, I was watching the uh, high school All American uh, Under Armour game. Yeah, and I saw three kids that I called a game for, and I was like, man, really? That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know, right? It's just like, ah, you know, you like to see it all come for a circle because mm-hmm. you know those those are very talented kids. So yeah, they definitely deserve it. Shout out to um, Connor Wigman. Donovan Green and ah oh man who's the who's the other one who's the other one that was there well uh, if I remember we'll, we'll talk about it later but yeah um I think that's gonna wrap it up for the college football segment we're gonna take a quick little break we'll be back with some NFL talk because I did say I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence and I gotta explain why we'll get to that on the other side of this break here on the Break Room Podcast take it easy. We are back here in the break room, and the NFL regular season is officially concluded. Yeah. Uh, before we go on, bro, I just wanted to mention one little thing. Quick announcement. So... We were just talking about the high school Under Armour game, and the break room has something coming up involving some high school players, right? So, if you haven't heard, it's the end zone seven on seven tournament. It involves eighty teams from all across the country, right? Mm-hmm. You got some teams coming from Cali, Florida, New York, Illinois, um, a whole bunch of other states, everywhere, in Every, between. everywhere, <laughs> everywhere in between, man. So, yeah, man, that is going to be on March twelfth through the thirteenth, if I remember right. Yep, that's a Saturday and Sunday. Yep, in the Woodlands, in the Woodlands area, and your favorite host of the Break Room Podcast will be there in the flesh. In the flesh, come kick it with the boys, man. So yeah, man, I just wanted to go and drop that dime off. We're gonna mention it more as the you know as we get close to that time. But yeah, we're gonna have some some unique and dope content uh, for that. We're uh, in, in in the lab with it right now and everything, trying to get uh, stuff set up. But we will definitely have some some new and exciting things you know coming up here for the break room. Uh, we had uh, one of the coaches reach out to us, and I mean, great guy, great guy, man, Gordon, seems, yeah, 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 Coach Gordon. So this seems like they um, they have a legit tournament out there, and I, I, I'm looking forward to to watch some competition. Definitely, man. I think he said the guest, uh, what I guess, what fan list or the fan capacity was up from one thousand to two thousand now. So, man, feel free to come out and support, and come just watch some football, man. Watch some seven on seven, man. Yeah, hey, there's literally going to be the best high schoolers from all across the nation. So if you want to get a look at, you know, maybe if you have a kid that's younger, you know, see what the, the yeah. next, you know, the level of talent is. Or if you're just a fan of college football and want to see who's next. Yeah, it's going to be 15U and 18U. Yep. And so um, come out and look, observe, man. You're going to see some five-star guys, four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star, and no-stars, man. You're going to be surprised by top-tier talent and sleepers will be there. And you best believe I will be reporting over all of them. Absolutely, man. So catch uh, catch us there March 12th through the 13th, and we'll give you more information the closer we get to it. Yep. But – Back to the NFL, because we, we got to talk about the Texans. The regular season's over. They finished at 4-13. and 13. They finished third in the South. But overall, they kind of surpassed my expectations, which isn't saying much because my expectations were literally like, if y'all y'all, y'all are probably going to win like two games, maybe three. And, and they, they won four. So 
the Texans overall, just kind of my general take on the season, when Tyrod at the beginning of the season was was playing, the team came out, competed for, you know, three and a half quarters. But they just you could tell the roster wasn't where it needed to be. And I felt like this whole season it was set up for David Cully to be used as the scapegoat at the end of the year. They just wanted to get a guy to ride on to, you know, passage for a year because they were late on the train last year to hire a head coach, yeah. which we're going to get into here in just a minute as well, talking about these other head coach vacancies. But the Texans drafted Davis Mills in the third round. I didn't think that was a great pick. Nobody did. The media around here is kind of trying to hype him up, trying to say, oh, he didn't play that bad. Um, oh, you know, but but to me, the worst thing you can be in is you can be stuck in that, like, just like Teddy Bridgewater-esque, like, oh, he's good enough to where, like, you don't have to get another quarterback, but he's not going to win you games. He's mm. not going to bring anything else. He's not going to push the the level of the team up. Won't even sell you seats. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he, he's not selling merch. Mm. Like, he's not helping, you know, bring a check to the organization. So, I... I don't think Davis Mills is the answer. I don't either, man. And granted, we have one more game this season, but we have the same amount. The state of Texas is so bad. People are kind of, some people are kind of happy or I guess satisfied with the same record we had last year with Deshaun Watson, who led the league in passing. <laughs> so we were 4 and 12 last year. Now we're 4 and 13. I mean, oh, but and, Davis Mills broke the uh, yeah, the like, the rookie record. He yeah. beat David Carr's Car- record. Exactly. Come on exactly. now. Come on. Like twenty six hundred yards. And so, let's stop with the whole money Mills thing. Like, please, like, I'm, if I see one more like money bag emoji in front of Mills, bro, I almost threw my phone when I saw ESPN post it. Like. He's not, he's not the guy. He's just not the guy. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. And, like, I agree exactly what you said. You hate to be stuck with the whole, like, Teddy Bridgewater guy. Like, he's not going to really win you games, but and you're not even super confident if he's not going to lose you games yet. You're not even really confident on that yet. Yeah, because I think Davis Mills is on the, like, the, 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 the worst side of, like, the Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater, like, kind of um, – Purgatory, I guess you could put yeah, it in yeah, like yeah. situation. We spoke about that. You said Kirk Cousins is the cliff from good to great. And under that, you have like a Teddy Bridge. Where towards even f- further down than that, I stand corrected, Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? And you got Davis Mills is in that area. Granted, he only played a handful of games. But, man, he's in that realm, I guess. And so you want to give – you want to give the guy a chance. You want to say, like, hey, we can give him some time, see what he really does when he really starts, and he can, you know, build some gel with this team. These, all these are guys who most of them weren't even there last year. So, like, maybe he can gel with these guys, build some camaraderie, and maybe they can actually become a real NFL football team next season. You know, you want to you want to give him that chance. You want to have hope for him. But at the same time, it's just there's – I haven't seen a real spark of anything. Even in, And you hate to compare him to Deshaun, but in Deshaun's rookie year, you saw flashes his first game. You know what I mean? You saw what he could do preseason. Oh, yeah, like, you, you knew off rip that he was going to be that you, guy. You knew off rip he was going to be the guy. Yeah, so. and, and Davis Mills, I mean, just to kind of bring up just, you know, some analytics to support the argument here, a 58 grade. He's got 20 turnover-worthy passes. And everybody wants to talk about Patrick Mahomes and all of his turnover-worthy plays. Like, bro, he threw a little bit less than Patrick Mahomes and didn't play as many games either. So yeah. I, I just – 
maybe maybe we're 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 blind. Maybe our maybe our eye it. test is you know not not to the standard of other people's, but I just don't think that Davis Mills is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I never thought he was I either. Did, yeah, I was. Yeah, when they took him third round, even though they said. I'll, I'll give the Texas organization this small speck of credit, like this small speck, sand grain size of, of credit. They said, I've I tried who said it in the inter, in an interview, but that they really wanted to get uh, Monk from a and or uh, I forgot, it was two other quarterbacks they named, but they all went early on in the draft, and Davis Mills was the last one left uh, that on their list. Mm-hmm. And so they took him. Granted, he only played like what, like twelve games, eleven games in college. Yeah, he was a one-year starter. Yeah, so yeah, so Davis Mills threw twenty turnover-worthy passes, and Patrick Mahomes threw twenty-two. And it's like now everybody wanted to jump on the whole. Oh, Mahomes, you know, has been having a turnover problem this year. He's putting the ball in harm's way too much and everything. It's like his his rate is is significantly higher. And people, you get more leeway when you've been a in a league MVP. And a Super Bowl MVP. Exactly. You get a lot more leeway when with stuff like that. You can't compare that that guy to this guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. Um, well, I kind of want to like segue into like, do you think David Culley is going to get fired? Because so, if for those of y'all that don't know, the Senior Bowl is coming up. So what they allow is, since you know the teams that sucked get a higher draft pick. So what they do is they let the first and you know second you know um overall you know decide as a coaching staff hey do you want to go coach you know you get hands-on experience with these seniors that are going to come out you know prospects for the draft the texans declined it and to me that is troublesome because why would you not want your coach and your coaching staff out there with some of the top prospects in the nation before this NFL draft the only thing i can think of is that they're about to fire david coley and just haven't completely pulled the trigger on it yet and I don't think David Culley deserves to be fired. I think he came in and outperformed, you know, a lot of expectations. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he seems like the players like him. It's not like it's it's Urban Meyer situation where there's just, you know, disarray in the the locker room or anything. But do you think David Culley is going to get fired? I do, man. Really, (laughs) I'll say this to start with. I didn't think he should have got the job to to start with. So I'll stand by at least what I said. Yeah. Also... I felt like they set him up to fail to start with. He's never been a head coach before, um, nor a OC or DC. And then you bring him into a, a culture or just a football organization with so much disarray. The starting quarterback doesn't want to play. Uh, he has scandals all around his name. The head coach has reported um, – well. Bill O'Brien went on Sports Illustrated and gave this whole, they didn't say it was him, but, eh, you know, all the info that was being put out there is like, it has to, it had to be. You can take, you can, you can inference, you know, take an educated guess. Just infer, I'll infer that it was just Bill O'Brien saying all those things. It's not factual. It's not on paper, but he was giving all this info saying about, um, I can't remember his name, the preacher, the, he works, he's the chaplain for the Texans, bald head, white guy. I have no idea. Ah, I can't remember his name. He said he was the reason for everything going on with the Texans. Like, he set up below, like, he was in the Sports Illustrated thing that was being explained in the interview, he was saying that it was him um, who kind of put things in motion about D-Hop being traded. Oh, Jack Easterby. There we go. Jack Easterby. I couldn't get his name. Uh, yeah, I just, like, sat there and thought about it. I was like, bald. when you said bald, you had lost me because I was like, is Jack Easterby bald? Yeah, he's bald. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen a picture of him. Yeah, he's a, he look. have you seen Spider-Man? 
The new one? Yeah. No. Oh, now I'm not going to spoil it. Bro, I need to watch it. I actually did, uh, you know, when uh, me and my roommate had the run-up, we watched mm. the, um, it was my first time seeing it, the uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man movie. Yeah. The animated one? Yeah. It was fire. It's good. It's live. I it's was live. like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're making a new one, actually. Oh, word? Yeah, he's like in college now. Oh, okay, cause, so I just got a PS5 uh, right before Christmas and everything, you know. Merry lucky, Christmas to myself. lucky, bro. Um, it came with a Miles Morales game, and I already had the Spider-Man game before, so mm. I was like, you know. How is the Miles Morales game? I actually have not played it yet. Bro, I have it just sitting, I just downloaded it. I got it with no system. Just the game is sitting there with just no PS5. Sad. <laughs> sell that thing. It's, it, I, I, but I, I've been trying to get the PS5 for literally like a year and a half. Like, yeah. it, and it's just, Bro, I was just going through Memorial City Mall getting some Christmas presents for people. And I seen this dude walking I left around. Your hat. I left your hat. Ah, I left your ah. hat. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I got. But yeah, I, I seen some yeah. like shorter dude like walking really, really abnormally fast compared to everybody else. Mm. So, I was like, so like, of course, that catches my eye. And I see him with a big old black bag and like, you know, he's shorter than me, so I can like really like see down into it. Mm. And I see the uh, PS5 in there and I was like, hmm. I mean, let me just go stop by the GameStop just to see. And sure enough, went in there. One of my old co-workers mm. uh, that I used to work with at Leslie's, he he was there. And, uh, yeah, it was funny because he didn't recognize me because I, um, I had a hat and my mask on at first. So I pulled down my mask. And he's like, oh, Evan. I was like, hey, James. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, ended up getting a PS5. That's what's Did up, not bro. expect it. I wish. Shout out to me for saving up for, for like, over a year for this. No, really, man. I, <laughs> oh, man, I need that kind of luck. But, yeah. A lot so, of other teams need luck, too. They do. And I don't – but, yeah. I think they might get rid of David Cullen, unrightfully so, because he was never put in a position to succeed. So, yep. And if you're set up for failure and you don't completely, fa- it, I mean, you got the third pick. Yep. But that I mean, you fail, but like you didn't get the first or second. Yeah. So hey, you know, it's like you know their what, draft what else options. You want from them, you know, so yeah, it's like their draft options are pretty open so they have the opportunity to get a blue chip guy but you know we'll get into the draft stuff as we get a little bit closer to that but I want to get into some more of these head coaching vacancies and everything because I want to start off with the Dolphins and the firing of Brian Flores I'm gonna keep this short and sweet I think that was just BS that dude overcame so much a horrible offensive line a young quarterback trying to learn and like they they win what nine they went nine and eight this year yeah and barely missed the playoffs and then last year they went 10 and six and missed the playoffs so it's like he's a winning coach and he's getting fired i don't think it's justified it's not, man. And for for the division for him to be in, like, he's beaten. The Patriots have ran their division for, for how long? Since, what? for 2000, basically. Almost 20 years. So, I think since Brian Flores has got there, he has beaten the Patriots, I want to say, four out of six times. <laughs> I think he's beaten the Patriots four out of six times out of him meeting Bill Belichick. And, you know, you want to say, oh, that's just one game. That's not the entirety of his coaching career. Understood, right? But, like you said, he overcame a horrible offensive line, a young quarterback who didn't, I want to say, Tua didn't necessarily live up to expectations, but he kind of didn't, you know. I mean, he also came into the league hurt. That too. So he had to get over that injury. Yeah. The first year, you know, it, it, having come off a major injury before, mm. the first year is just kind of like getting reacclimated, you mm. know, and everything. This year, I mean, Tua wasn't great, but he wasn't like, 
I don't think he's like a top tier franchise quarterback, but like, see, see, he's kind of in that Teddy Bridgewater land. It's like <laughs> he, he's right there. I think he might be slightly above it. Okay, yeah, I thought he was like slightly above like that. Teddy Bridgewater well also Teddy Bridgewater had that major injury that freak accident he had in yeah. practice which kind of just de- I want to say derailed his career but I mean it did yeah it did yeah I, I would agree and say that it definitely derailed his career I mean the Vikings they just fired their head coach Mike Zimmer I mean he's been there for a while and my opinion on that is I think they were just trying to get in a new regime you mm-hmm. know they, they might be moving off of Kirk Cousins here's you know next season I think they kind of just wanted just to get some new face in there because they've been one of those teams like the Chargers, which we'll get into in a little bit. Just hovering around. They should be way better than they are, especially on paper. Like, you look at the teams. I mean, like, they've had, like, squads Mm. the last, like, handful of seasons, and they don't do anything with it. So I'm not saying he was deserving of being fired, but, like, I understand why they let him go. Yeah. So what's your take on uh, Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings? Same thing, man. They're like, like I said, they were just hovering around the area of greatness. Like they have squads. They had before they traded some of their pieces. Oh, you scared me right there. I was like, they just stop. Yeah, yeah. So they traded some of their pieces. I remember back when they had Xavier Rose. He was there, a real. Uh, I want to say shutdown, but he was working his way up to a shutdown corner. He was, and then he kind of fell off. Yeah. <laughs> when he got, I forgot what team he got traded to right after that. Um, um, did he go well, straight to the Colts or did he go somewhere else? I'm not sure. Because he's on the Colts right now. Yeah. I want to say he he might have landed somewhere else. Not 100%. But, yeah. Anyway, back when they had him, he was ascending back when he was with the uh, Vikings. You had Kirk Cousins who was, when he first got there, he was the guy who was, what was it, franchise tag Kirk. You like that? You like that? I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! You know what I mean? Whenever you, every time he was on the franchise, hit him with it two times. Balling. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes went straight to Indy after okay. Minnesota. Yeah, so you had those guys. You had Rudolph, who was there at tight end. You had a decent offensive line. Kirk Cousins was still like a, a I want to say he wasn't super young, but in his in, in his, his prime, prime yeah, yeah, prime years, yeah. prime years. You know what I mean? So you you had a great. Just cast, cast. Yeah, yeah that, thank cast. you. Appreciate Good. it. Cast of offensive guys, defensive guys, and but it didn't really amount to anything. Almost like how the Cowboys were star studded with like talent, but then they just never amount to anything. Yeah, I mean the Viking. This was Kirk Cousins' like best year, and the, what do the Vikings have to show for it? <laughs> to answer your question, at eight and nine season. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what, what do you what, what do what do you gain from that? That, that, that's why I always say like Kirk Cousins is kind of that just inflection point or whatever. I didn't even mention Dalvin Cook. Crazy. Oh, yeah, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, one of the best running backs in the league yeah, right there. But um, So I want to go look at Denver now in their situation. They fired Vic Fangio, which, I mean, he's been there for five seasons. He's they got a great defense, and, I mean, I have no idea why they would fire him. Yeah. I, I think it's a scapegoat situation. Oh, hey, we you know as a front office, we still haven't been able to find the quarterback and everything. Hey, I know you've been you know putting up with the you know a, a meh young roster, but with, with some you know potential stars and everything. But I'm happy that Vic Fangio is on the market for the sake that he he, he could become the Eagles' defensive coordinator. <laughs> I, I'm happy with that because the Eagles' defensive coordinator would in, just interviewed with them. Hey, I, I want to be mad if you want to do a little you know switcheroo, you know Vic Fangio for uh, Jonathan Gannon. I'm not mad, <laughs> but. I, I don't think the Denver one was justified by any means. What about you? Not at all, man. And then, like, that's another team, like you said, they were always young and building up. And so 
also look at they're playing against. You have like heavy hitting teams in that division. Like the Raiders, okay, they've all been kind of middle of the pack now, you know, but, but they still come with it. They still come with it. The Chargers have always been a a great team who underachieved. Also, Sadly. the Chiefs have just been a s- s- offensive juggernaut for the past three years now, three four years. So even with Alex Smith there, they were still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. yeah, man. Like even though Frank Fisher, I, like I said, I don't know. if You said he, you feel like it was a scapegoat situation just for the f- front office kind of dodging their fans saying like, oh, you know, even though we haven't really done anything, we're gonna say it was this guy's fault and just kind of get him out, of, get him up out of there. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel like it was right, man. You could have gave him a. F- uh, at least until see how this rumored Deshaun thing was going to play out. Because D- Denver, for a second, seemed like they were in the running for like a Deshaun. Yeah, you know Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. They, 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 yeah. Maybe they liked Vic Fangio. Hey, because he he's a great defensive coach. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a quarterback, I would rather have like some like quarterback guru. Or I'd rather have, you know, yeah, I would rather have one of the two. Yeah, quarterback guru or just a defensive minded coach. Because like, if I'm an elite quarterback, like you know Deshaun or Aaron. Go go go! Take care of the defense. You know, me and the OC, we'll we'll, we'll get the offense right. Yeah. But I want to get into three, and the one I called yeah, at the beginning bro. of the season. You called it early on. You called it super. Evan called this guy's this guy's head so early on. Really, as soon as they drafted, um, uh, Justin Fields. There we go. Justin so so Fields. to be honest, I actually didn't. And you know, there is no you know audio recording to this. I I called it the year before. I was like, mm. this dude, Matt Nagy, fighting for his life out here in <laughs> Chicago. So I want to talk about Matt Nagy, Joe Judge, and Urban Meyer. Okay. I think all three of those absolutely deserve to be fired. Do, do you want to get into the, the Giants situation that has happened in the the when they were back down in their own territory and they ran back-to-back quarterback sneaks? And it went on like third down. Why are you going to run on third and like that eight, third and nine? No sense. I really had no words for it. It was almost as blasphemous, confusing as that Mark Sanchez butt fumble a few years back. If you remember that, it was just like, what do you, what do you do? You just, bro, you're literally not playing you, to win there. You changed the and channel. Joe Judge when he gets up on the stand, bro. He just seems like a lost puppy. Yeah, I mean, hey, you have what Jason Garrett as your what OC? Yeah. So, so David Gettleman, general manager, got fired. And I got into a discussion with one of my friends about this. He was saying that the Giants are like, you know, better than what they were perceived to be. And I was like, what? David Gettleman put together. He thinks that they they have a good roster. I think they do not have a good roster. I don't Mm. think they have the worst roster in the NFL, but I just don't think they're good by any means. I think they're low mid tier. So he was like, oh, well, the reason why they're underperforming is because of the coaching. I was like, okay, who hired Joe Judge, a special teams coordinator, and Jason Garrett, one of the most you know bland offenses in the NFL? David Gettleman did that. It's like everything has been uh, – they have not had a winning record at any point in the last five seasons. They, they won five games this year. <laughs> okay. It's like you might have a decent roster. Yeah, you got some talent like Daniel Jones. Like you're still trying to figure out what he is. I don't think he's the truth. I never thought he would would have been the, the franchise you know uh, answer or anything. So, hey, he's gone. Urban Meyer, I don't really want to spend too much time yeah, on him. He was just uh, a clown, essentially. Really, really, really. Uh, and, um, yeah, so those three, I feel like, were he was, very justified. He was the the Billy Badass who never got to be Billy Badass, you know? Oh, bro, what's that um, that book? Um, the, like, oh, no, David book, whatever, with that little kid, that bald little kid, uh, just, that Caillou-looking mug dude. Oh, uh, he... He's like a little bad looking kid. Yeah, he had them like razor teeth, teeth too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what book he's talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I, I could see it right now. It's like a yellow book. Uh, had the little 
what was the name of that? We're trying to take take everybody back to elementary right now. Yeah, it's just uh, no David. No it's David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one right. He was always doing some stupid. No, David. <laughs> yeah, just doing some stupid stuff like, oh, here this fish, you know, sitting here on this table, minding your own business, push him over. Oh, this cat sleep. Let me grab him by the tail. It's like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what this Urban Meyer situation reminded me of. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I think all three of those very justified. I, you know, definitely would want them out if I was in the building. What are your takes on those three teams? I'm with you, man. Like, for every reason you said, Urban Meyer is kind of this, a non-debatable. Everything, it was always something with him. And then he kicked his kicker, bro. Yeah, bro. <sighs> like, you can't like, talk to grown men the way you talk to 18-year-olds that, like, you just gave them a full-ride scholarship to. No, no, Urban. No. No, you don't do that. Like, I'm surprised, like, they didn't, like, full-on fist fight. You go kick your kicker. But you <laughs> go got, kick the kicker. Yeah. Bro, then you make got, your damn kicks with Matt Nagy. The amount of fear one man could tolerate for so long because he was on edge for like a good two to three years. You know, just like I said, he was fighting for his job f- for a very long time. And then for you to get the quarterback, you think he's gonna, you know, for hope to be so close, and then it just doesn't pan out. His first game was horrible, and not, not really if it, his own fault, yeah, but more exactly. so the offensive line was just terrible. Yeah, and so it's the product around him. I mean. It, these young rookie quarterbacks. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Hey, one of the you know the golden prospect. Yeah, bro threw ten touchdowns and seventeen picks this year. And that whole situation, like he he was a victim of Urban Meyer. Yeah, not even his own fault, man. So, and what we really hope we ho- I really um this is a side note. I like I said uh, I said this a while back. I hope this doesn't destroy uh, their progression as like pros. You know, because they had yeah. such a down year. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said Trevor Lawrence, the one from the I just forgot his name again. Oh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, all those those three guys specifically, just because like they, the years was just bad, and then they run a tough defense. They get hit a lot. They fail every every game they play. Yeah, <laughs> coaches coaches are gone now. You know, I think that's what makes the difference between just like uh, a coach who's getting fired mm-hmm. and, and and a great coach. But like, I know that sounds really stupid. Hey, here's the difference between you know a coach that can't keep his job and a coach that's you know great <laughs> is that like what they can do with less. Some quarterbacks are like that, too. Like Aaron Rodgers has always done a lot more with less, especially, you know, the later half of his career with his, like, receiving core and things of that nature. But that's where, like, people like Mike Vrabel, who I, who we, as the break room, are picking to be our coach of the year. Absolutely. They had over – they had 91 players play the season. That is the most in NFL history. They had A.J. Green go down. They – Oh no, AJ Green. Oh, AJ Brown. Brown. Oh my goodness. Um, they had Julio Jones go down. Like, bro, they had Derrick Henry break his foot. And he's coming back now for the playoffs, but it's like they're now to start to get healthy. And these dudes pulled out the number one seed. Bro, the running backs they have now wasn't even playing at the beginning of the season. And ironically enough, you want to know what else that goes to good coaching and you know the fact that he's got his team straight and you know he's got a solid offensive line. This season, they uh, with Derrick Henry, they've averaged four point three yards per carry. Over under, what do you think their uh, yards per carry is? Right, right now, after a, uh, without Derrick Henry, without Derrick Henry, yeah, like what the running backs average now? Yeah, like with Derrick Henry out the lineup, what you would you think? What was, the, what was Derrick Henry's? You, you just said it. Four point three. Four. Four point three. Huh. Stayed the exact same. Stayed the exact same. They they did not fall off in the run game. Yeah, now they didn't run the ball as As much, much, so the volume isn't there, but the efficiency and everything is still there. Mm -hmm. And like that's got to come from somewhere. That's got to come from the coaching. Definitely. 
Definitely, man. For them to move around so much, and then for you to everybody knows what Tennessee was when Derrick Henry was there. It was Derrick Henry's team. They are they're going to be a run heavy team, even though they had a great receiver, in AJ Brown, and a established receiver, in Julio Jones. You knew what they were going to do. It's going to be Derrick. It's King Derrick the entire time. But for them to keep it the same, mm. hey man. Shout out to Mike Vrabel. I think I think he's going to kind of hit. I, I think I might have said this a couple of uh, pods ago. I think he's going to kind of hit that like Mike Tomlin like esque um, level of coaching where like as far as like he's very well respected amongst mm-hmm. you know not just his locker room but every team in the NFL and the fact that he's always just going to you know do a little bit more with you know a broken down situation. Yeah. But my uh, and like you said, shout out to Mike Tomlin, man, because he squeezed into the playoffs, bro. Big Ben. Oh look, my! Had, uh, so <clears throat> I was talking about those uh, turnover worthy plays earlier, right? Guess who led the NFL in turnover worthy plays? Go, Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, thirty-two. Only quarterback over thirty. And uh, Taylor Heineke, just just for fun, was uh, second, and uh, Trevor Lawrence was third. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Poor Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but um, MVP. Charles, you want to go ahead and tell them who we're picking? MVP, man. We got the seven ring, 44-year-old, former quarterback for the New England Patriots, now king of Tampa. Yes, one Super Bowl lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. That he threw over 500 yards in. Still lost! <laughs> Fumbled the ball at the end of the game. I don't want to hear it. Brandon Graham, strip sack. Fuck you mean. <sighs> Tom Brady. <laughs> Finally! I just violated this mic, bro. Tom, yeah, I you saw, got that license, saw, bro. Yeah, I saw, I saw <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady has a route. What? How many touchdowns? Forty-five touchdowns, or somewhere around that. I know it's like forty to forty-five touchdowns he's passed this year. He is forty-four years old. Forty-three. Forty-three touchdowns. Twelve interceptions. Forty-three touchdowns. Twelve. Fifty-three hundred yards. I mean, a it's between that, him and Aaron Rodgers, I think. A team that he is almost LeBron-like construct, constructed himself. He's brought Leonard Fournette. He's brought Gronkowski. He's brought A.B. Three major three major offensive— Are we going to talk about that? What? A.B.? Oh, yeah. We got it. Let's go get into it. All right, real quick, real quick. Real quick. What in the fuck? <laughs> Bro, I don't know. What was that? Like, Bro. Why? <laughs> like— I. I, I love Antonio Brown. I think he has a Hall of Fame worthy resume. Absolutely, like he had the best six year stretch in NFL history. Like, but bro, I like don't I don't care it. what's happening, bro. Like you're a grown man, bro. You got to be able. You can't literally take your pads off and you know walk shirtless through the end zone in the middle of a game. You know, hyping up the crowd like because you got kicked out. I, I so like if the situation was that like, he was too hurt to play and then he would Bruce Arians just kind of you know just said what he said to him I could see why he would be upset but like still bro like Mike Evans even came up to him like two times was like hey yo calm down bro calm down didn't want to hear it it's like Mike Evans like all right bro hey whatever Antonio Brown is just continuously digging himself a deeper grave and I really think that like on a serious note bro bro like need some help oh definitely definitely man Tom I think Tom tried yeah when he living with Tom well yeah because yeah when he first got out there yeah. yeah Oh my goodness, bro. For Tom, this is so uh, frustrating. Because okay, when he left, when he like forced his way out from the Raiders, I thought he was done. I'm like, there is nowhere else for him to go. But then Tom 
stretches his hand out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Father stretched my hands. Literally, literally like a father to, and almost just reaches his hand out and pulls Antonio Brown into the fold and gets him a ring and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Off and, and some incentives. Yeah, so hey, he misses incentives this year because he didn't stick around. Yeah, they were saying still had another game to do it to. So this is a rumor I heard. I heard that it was like he was seven catches away from his incentives, right? Yeah, like seven fifty-five yards. Yeah, something, something like that. But he had not just that game against the Jets. He had the next week he would have the game versus Carolina in week yeah. eighteen. But like, like I think he. Well, I don't think it was about the incentive. I think it's it was the fact like, that he said he was, was too hurt, hurt to play. Yeah. Said that he has like you know like uh, bone fragments still mm. like in his ankle and everything like loose bone fragments and it's just painful. And that he said he wasn't good to go. And Bruce Arians kind of like told him like, all right, well, then you're fucking out of here. You know. Yeah. So it is what it is with that situation. I'm ready to put that to bed. Yeah. So anyway. Tom Brady's uh, easy, concise MVP, uh, unanimous MVP for the break room. I almost get you know you know how people said if they could remove one team from college football they would say Alabama. Mm. I'm, I don't want to say I'm ready for Tom Brady to retire Brock because I'm ready for Tom Brady. To retire he's for just like so 10 great. Years. He's so great, but it's like I don't. I see no end to him. Like it's just <laughs> like when does it start? Please, bro. I'm about to make him like the everlasting Tom Brady. Like you know, he's just like he. It just doesn't stop. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead and finish this up, bro. I, but yeah, uh, offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. I mean, come on, triple crown, literally triple crown. Like this dude is out here putting up just ridiculous numbers, and. He, yeah, okay, he might get schemed open a little bit more than, you know, most receivers and stuff. But, hey, at the end of the day, production is production. I don't think that really anybody's kind of close to him. The only person that's kind of close in this Offensive Player of the Year race for me is Jonathan Taylor. But I still think Cooper Cup is, like, leaps and bounds, like, ahead of him, at least in my eyes. Defensive Player of the Year. This one was a little bit harder. There, there, there There's a lot more that – uh. It, a lot more candidates in it. Mm. But we had to go with TJ Watt. Dude tied the sack record, 22 and a half sacks. Yeah. And he he missed like a handful of games. If he would have played a full season, he easily would have shattered the record. And mm. I get the um like the Trayvon Diggs argument. Yeah, okay, he's got eleven picks. Dude's giving up over a thousand yards. Like that's Unacceptable. <laughs> like I, I, I think that alone takes him should take him like off of like contention. I'm not saying he shouldn't mm. be like a nominee, but like out of contention for actually winning. Yeah, nah, he's not even the best player on his uh, defense. I think Michael Parsons is better than him. Yeah. Um, but TJ Watt should be defensive because like all the voters really care about is just stats too. So, hey, 22 and a half. On a sacks. depleted team like the Steelers too, for him to have such an impact, I don't want to say alone, but just about. You know what I mean? Nah, bro. It's it's TJ. For the Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals, man. And I forgot what Vegas was saying early on in the season after that whole thing to my when he said about the laces and it was going to hard to see oh, yeah. how low they had him going, you know what I mean, with all that. Yeah. But the way he just turned up in the season. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was like, bro, just – it's not that deep. He'll figure it out. Mm. Like, I mean, hey, he ended up breaking his old teammate, Justin Jefferson's record, 14-55 on the season, 13 touchdowns off 81 catches. Hey, he was the number five overall pick for that reason. Yeah. And I think I was wrong. I'm ready to admit it. I was wrong. I thought the Bengals should have picked Penesul. I thought they needed a little more protection up front. Mm. I was wrong. I'll admit it. 
hum- humbling experiences right here, you know, on, on the Breaking Podcast. Oh, yeah. We, we accept, we accept when we were wrong. Hey, look, I did say about Sam Donald. I'm not going to say the exact thing what I said, but I said something about Sam Donald. There's no and, need to bring up those demons and, again. And, and being great. So <laughs> those things don't belong together in the sentence. Uh, I think the easiest uh, race this year is defense player, uh, rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. Dude literally terrorized just offenses. I think they need to put him at edge full time. I think he'll be think way so? more effective, bro. Way more, bro. He he's got one of the highest pressure rates in the NFL. So I think that if they actually put him down there, that dude, that dude might for a whole season. And if they actually like develop him as a defensive end and not trying to have him be an off ball linebacker too, that dude might get around twenty sacks. See, the thing is, I want him to grow more as an off ball, like an outside line, because I don't want this to happen like it did with. Um, can't remember his name. Defense end, play for the Bears. Uh, 52, 54. Can't remember his Oh, Glumack? There we go. Khalil Mack. Because he can't, he was a, in college, he was a linebacker. They put him on the line. Now he came just as. Well, he was like a 3 4 outside man. linebacker. Yeah. Well, no, because like technically, no, Khalil Mack's still an outside linebacker. Mm. He still classifies as an outside so, linebacker. So, so what, I classify like off ball linebackers mm. and then like edge. So if you're a 3 4 outside linebacker, if so you're TJ Watt, TJ Watt and Khalil Mack are outside linebackers, but. They, they are edge rushers. They the edge primarily r- rush the quarterback. Khalil Mack, they'll have him lined up like right outside the shoulder of the tackle. He's not necessarily like a wide, wide. Yeah, he's uh, not in like the nine or yeah. anything. Or any, yeah. You know what I mean, not, he's not a speed rusher. They, But it, he's not a speed rusher like in college like I thought he would have been. Yeah. He's more, he's more power. Power. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I want Micah Parsons to me, if he's going to be down on the line, Keep him outside because I think speed is a lot more. Oh versatile. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. don't need to be in the interior. Yeah, speed nah, is a I lot. Ain't ta- more. I ain't talking about okay. putting him at the, at the. Even though at one game they they did uh, throw him in at the nose tackle. Yeah, bro. bro what? what? Yeah, like, like, j- j- just just for shits and giggles, I think. But yeah, no, he needs to be you know out at like the five tech. Yeah, because for the I mean, even though I hate the Cowboys, speed is a lot more versatile than power. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's a wrap for defensive rookie player of the year. And Micah Parsons. I said coming into this draft, he was the best defensive player in this draft. And if he were a defensive lineman, he would be the best edge rusher in this class. Yeah. But it's he's so raw at it. That's the crazy thing. So, like, I think his values is going to continue to go up. And uh, as he, you know, gets smarter, gets more, you know, acclimated with the game and everything. But somebody else who is acclimated the hell out of themselves <laughs> after last year and you know thanks to uh, who, who who we believe should be the offensive rookie of the year our vote for comeback player of the year is Joe Burrow Joe Burrow man that young I man. never would have thought I never would have thought even though like when he I mean when he came out of college I thought he was a little overhyped because his team was so stacked I was like I mean he's good Hey, but I, 4,600 you know, yards, yeah, bro, 34 he's doing touchdowns, it. He's doing it. 14 picks off of ACL with a miserable offensive line. Hey, he did his thing. Yeah, bro. Like, he definitely did his thing. But moving off of these awards now, we're, we, we talked about some, you know, disappointments and, you know, some people that, you know, surprise expectations, you know, Mike Vrabel, per se, you know, people that were very disappointing, like Urban Meyer. And I told y'all I had something about the Chargers, and I want to go ahead and bring that up. They are my biggest disappointment this season. They should be a playoff team. They have a great young quarterback. They have a, 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 a outstanding new tackle, rookie tackle, Rashawn mm-hmm. Slater. Great run game. A good, you know, defense. Like they just can't find a way to get Bro. into the playoffs. Every year it seems like at the end they just kind of just. Just choke it away. Like, I, I I don't know if it's just something if the Chargers are just cursed, but it's like, bro, they finished nine and eight. Like the Raiders, 
made the playoffs over you. Bro, I literally call the Chargers like the Chargers and the Cowboys, I consider them two sides of the same quarter. They're great teams who underperform every time. Yeah, I, I kind of see the Chargers and the Vikings in that light, yeah. Mm. But the biggest surprise for me of the season was, was Joe Burrow yeah. and, and, and them boys in Cincinnati. Man, I never. I, I think never. I even said at the beginning of the year uh, when they were like the number one seed, I was like, man, I did not think they would be like this. I, yeah. I didn't think they were legit. Hey, they won the division. Can't say nothing to them. Can't say nothing about And then them, there man. was a competitive division. Like, the Ravens had eight wins and sitting in last place. So, who, who, who would you say your uh, biggest disappointment is this season? Now that you bring it up, man, it really was the Chargers. I agree with you completely. But, honestly, I think it's going to be – I'm stuck between two. The Ravens and the Browns. The Browns, I was – The Ravens had so many injuries. Like, yeah. Can you call that a disappointment? It was disappointing more so just because I expected more. I thought that the because like they were riddled with injuries almost since like game what four, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that, that, super early on, their DBs got depleted too. Yeah. Granted, I thought I was going to get that. Not the exact same. I thought it was going to be Lamar Jackson's bounce back year. Once he got the MVP, he had that one down. Yeah, I thought he was going to come back and just. I thought I was going to get more. And then when they got. Um, was it Sammy Watkins, I think? Or? Yeah, they got Sammy Watkins yes. and drafted uh, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, then it just it didn't amount to anything. Everything else around that fell apart, so yeah. the receivers didn't become the biggest problem yeah. anymore. Yeah. So it, it, I thought more was going to happen, but it just didn't amount to anything. Then you had Browns. Browns were trending in the right direction. The big, Od- the big Odell move happens, and then you thought that, well— Name escapes me again. Baker Mayfield. Thank you. There we I don't know what's I, going I on even, today. I didn't even know what you was talking about. I yeah. said Baker. Baker. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, man. You think, okay, when Odell's not playing, Baker usually plays better. But as soon as he moves, he plays worse. Even though he had an injury, I think it was in his, his, Yo, off, he's his been, off shoulder. He's been dealing with like, he, you remember how J.J. Watt just like completely elacerated yeah. you know, like everything? He he's got the same it. thing going on in his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. It's his, uh, not in his throwing arm, but his other arm. Yeah, it's on his shoulder. left shoulder, yeah. But so, I mean, that's still, you're still yeah. getting hit the whole game and you could tell when he gets up that dude just be like rolling his eyes back like just grunting be like oh god please <laughs> yeah man and so this is what I thought was gonna so I was hoping gonna happen he was getting like just ridiculed by the media you had Steve Smith Jr. going out and saying something about him about uh, he was holding Odell back and all this other stuff and I was hoping that he would just get pulled out or that he would just not play just like, he's playing for a contract bro he's playing for okay yes he's playing for a contract but at the same time it's like do you want to keep putting forth a bad product or just them go with off what you already have yeah. you know what I mean so if you look worse and worse and the resume just builds it, take it like a report card man if you make an F on a whole bunch of homework assignments it's you eventually it's probably going to have an F for the class yeah. versus if you had like B's and one two and three and then just maybe two F's you still might pass you know what I mean so I don't know, man. I just wanted it better for the Browns. And then the defense, the defense was trending well. Like, Miles Garrett was doing really well thanks to the help of Javion Clowney Yeah, I mean, also. he's a defensive player of the year candidate, too. Yeah. And so, but they just didn't amount to what I thought they could they were going to be, especially off of last year. Mm-hmm. Them surprising the Steelers and all that. And then now, nothing. So who would you say your biggest surprise for the season is then? Biggest surprise? Biggest surprise is, well, yeah, the Bengals. Bro, I don't think anybody. Like, I, I don't even Bengals think Bengals fans thought thought that could be like this. I, the defense has honestly has been what's the biggest surprise for me. Mm. But speaking of the Bengals, 
They're in the playoffs, like we just said. They are going to face the Raiders on Saturday at 3.30 Central Standard Time. I'm going to take Joey. Oh, yeah. Hold on. This is our pick Yeah. And so I am down... We've down it. nine. Down nine. So, we've taken so, off like three or four weeks. Yeah, so since since you know we've had, you know, our you know, just issues in life. Just, yeah, just life. <laughs> just life. I I made I made a, a plea agreement with mm. uh, Charles. I'm trying to bail him out over here. I told him playoff games can be worth two points apiece. I'm gonna try to give him a chance to, you know, make it a little competitive, you know what I'm saying? Get a get a couple rounds in, you know. Okay. You know what? And since I'm down. Well, you already picked first the first game. Oh. Well, I mean, uh, if you want to pick first yeah. anytime, you can. Because it's yeah. not going to change my pick regardless. It's not. It's not. <laughs> so, I just for the fan, for the people that's listening, for the people that's listening. So, um, you know the crazy thing is? The playoffs this year, it feels so even. Like, I, there's not one team I feel like besides Green Bay that I feel like could just run away with everything. Um. So, yeah. Run through our pickles really quick. For the Bengals and the Raiders, I'm going Bengals. The Eagles and the Bucks, I'm going Bucks. For the Steelers and the Chiefs, I'm going Chiefs. For the Patriots and the Bills, I'm going the Patriots. I knew it. I knew you were going to pick them. I'm going with the Patriots. You've been rock. Yeah, yeah. You've been you've been on that train. Yeah. For the Cowboys and the 49ers, that's actually a really tough game. If the Cowboys do not come to play, they're losing. They have to come with their A game. I'm going with the Cowboys. For the Rams and the Cardinals, I'm going the Rams. I got two disputes. Eagles and Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks. I think the Eagles, I think we're going to harass them just a little bit because, you know, we, we yeah. did that in, uh, the first time we played them, but we only ran the ball like nine times to the running backs. I think, you know, since we got the the running game going now, mm-hmm. it'll be a little easier. So you're going with the Eagles? No, I'm going with the Bucks. Okay, same. Uh, yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm just going through them all. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so the Chiefs and Steelers. I'm taking the Chiefs. Rams and Cardinals. I'm taking the Rams. Cowboys and 49ers. Give me the 49ers. It's that oh. time of the year where the cow- the Cowboys have not won a game in January in 10 years. Okay. Rocking with history. Um, hey, I am. And I did pick the 49ers to win the NFC West this year. I'm, sorry, I'm happy they snuck away in the playoffs. Okay. It didn't make me look too bad. And then uh, Bills and Patriots, I'll take the Bills. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Hey, man, that's going to do it off our pick'em segment. We're going to be right back in just a minute. Follow us on The Break Room, H-O-U, on Twitter, and the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram, and the Break Room Podcast one on Facebook, man. Follow me at 3.TheLastUnderscoreKing on Twitter, and my boy Evan at Evan Schumar TV. So, yeah, man, y'all take it easy, man. We're going to be right back. segment right here NBA let's start off with just the most important storyline of the season Clay Thompson's back baby Clay Day man hey man I I watched the game against the uh, Cavs it was just so nice to see him out it's so good to see him out man it's so good to see him out when he when he had that dunk. Oh, bro, when he, he caught the that, body, bro, he dunked on like two people. I was yeah. like, bro, ain't no way. <laughs> so, I mean, overall, Clay finished with 17 points, three boards, you know, a little assist. But, man, it was like he shot three of eight, which, you know, is, is, is decent. You know, seven of 18. You know, he you know shot a little under 50. But, it's like, a comeback game. It man. was just so nice to see him. It was yeah. refreshing. Evan Mobley, also very cold. I just wanted to throw that yes. in there as well. That dude is a uh, – and Gary Payton the second. Mm. They, Ballers. Ballers. Young men out here hooping. But 
I think it's just great for the NBA. I mean, everybody seemed to be so happy to, for mm. him to be back, and you know, I, 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 headband clay. Do, do you rock it with that? You said headband clay. Yeah, it's cool. It's a little different. It's cool to see. It's okay. I, like I was just happy to see him back on the court. Yeah, exactly. honestly. I mean, the whole headband. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd rather see with the uh, with the fade. You know what I mean? Back when you was popping them threes, and but I mean, hey, cool look. Maybe different look, different game. We'll see. When he caught the body on that dunk, though, man, that was. I wanted to put the little Batman symbol on his back. You know, I am vengeance. You know what I mean? Like, bro, that was <laughs> nasty. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, uh, they got the the victory in their – or in Clay's return back to the floor. They won 96-82 to 82 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I just kind of want to just just take a quick glance at these um, these standings. Looking in the East, you got the Bulls, Nets, and Heat at your top three seeds. The Bucks kind of making that comeback up. You know, they just had a rough start at the beginning of the year. They're at the four, 76ers, the Cavs at six, Raptors, and then the Hornets at eight. A couple names that are off that list that, you know, you might expect to see in the top eight seeds right now are the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Hawks. You know, three, you know, playoff teams. <laughs> Not having a good start to um, their season here. And then in the Western Conference, just to kind of paint the picture here, you got the Warriors holding the tiebreaker over the Suns, both at 30 and 9. So they're the 1 and 2. You got the Jazz, the Grizzlies at 4, Mavs at 5, Nuggets at 6, Lakers at 7, and the Timberwolves at 8. As you can tell, no Clippers in that conversation. They're at 9, though. They're just a game out of the 8th seed. But... I bring up the standings because the trade deadline is getting kind of close. You know, we're yeah. getting to close to the all-star break, you know, next month. And the main name I keep seeing around is Russell Westbrook. Do you believe the Lakers should trade Russell Westbrook? Oh, that's so scary. That's so scary. Just because I'm not sure what you would even get for him. You know, like Westbrook has been who he has been for ever. You know what I mean? Granted, exactly. He elevated into into the triple double status. You know what I mean? But it, the shooting percentage, the efficiency, the I mean, he's shooting basically thirty percent, twenty you know, twenty nine point eight percent. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, he's a for his career, he's a thirty percent uh, three point shooter. Everybody wants to talk about that. Okay, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about the turnovers. All right, he's averaging four and a half this season for his career. He averages four point one. He's giving you nineteen points a night. For his career, averages 23. Okay. What about the assist? For his career, 8.5. This year, 8.2. His field goal percentage, 44%. For his career, he's 40, 43 guy. He's literally, like you just said, giving he's, you exactly what he's, he's always been. been. who he's been. But since now he's with LeBron and everything, I think he's being held to a higher standard. Yeah, so we can't – well, LeBron has – Assisted in trading away Dwayne Wade, one of his closest friends. So, do I think Russ is safe? Absolutely not. Nobody's like, safe. Nobody's safe. That boy, LeBron traded Derrick Rose and Andy and Wade. Andy Wade, bro, got half the team up out of there. Look, so I mean, it's gonna change the team entirely. I don't know who they who they even get for him, but I mean, there's been it's Ben possible. Simmons rumor. Bro, I've been hearing Ben Simmons possibly to the Celtics for Jalen Brown, which yeah. I thought is. Uh, I mean, Ben Simmons' name can be thrown around every trade. Yeah, but man. I think, I think, Le- I think Russ, LeBron might ship him out. Yeah, it's a- I, do I think he deserves it? That depends on what your standard of him coming into like to this season he's been was. He's been. You knew exactly. what you were getting. You knew what you were getting. Exactly. Like he's literally like, if you just want to take you know a hundredth of a percentile point to like start making up points. Oh, he's you know a little better here, a little worse there. 
like I just read out the stats to you, he's performing average as he has for his career. All right, the only thing that's below average is the free throw shooting. Career, 78. This season, 65. Other than that, he's giving you what he's always giving you. Yeah, so I don't know, man. And the thing is, what major piece would you could you even get that's gonna that can mesh with the team in time for the playoffs? What major contributor are you gonna even like look for? You know? So you can have LeBron take back over at the point, you know what I mean? And but you're gonna have to up his minutes mm-hmm. to get that new piece acclimated into the team. So you kinda you got Russ to rest LeBron more. Yeah, exactly. So when you get rid of him, it kind of defeats the purpose of yeah, the entire move. you can have somebody move. out there with a the high motor still pushing the floor and everything, yeah. I mean, so I'm going to go over three quick little uh, trade scenarios that I've seen. Ahead, so Russ to the Cavs. Lakers would get Ricky Rubio and Kevin Love. <laughs> and oh, then the my. Cavs would get Russ a first-round pick and then a second-round pick. I think that trade would just, just – I'm not even going to talk about that. That's just <laughs> horrible. Now, this one may be a little more intriguing between the Kings and the Lakers. The Kings will get Russ a first and a second because, you know, Russ has – I think Russ is scheduled to make like $48 million next year. And then the Lakers will get Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Hmm. It's a little more intriguing. I just don't like the fact that you got to give up uh, the, the, the picks. Yeah. But – and then the last one, Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, two first-round picks in three seconds. Ooh. So it's like, I'm just not liking the price. Out of these three, I like the Kings one the best because I'm just a big Buddy Field Field fan. Excuse Mm. me. So um, I think uh, that the market, yeah, like you said, it's just going to really depend on what they're getting offered. Yeah, I don't – oh, man. That last one was – it's too much. It's just – it's entirely too much. Yeah. I would take my chance with Russ. The first one – I don't know when. It, how many games does AD miss? I'm not really entirely sure. Uh, probably too many. Yeah. I mean, because like so. So overall, LeBron is second in the league in scoring, and KD is number one. KD with 29.8, and LeBron with 28.9, and then Giannis at third with 28.4. I mean, at this age, they're they're not supposed to be doing this. LeBron is 37. Yeah. KD is 33, and this dude is what a year or two removed from a, an Achilles. I'm just these guys. It's just they're like different. how long they're can they keep different. this up? Yeah, I don't see. I don't see them slowing down. I, I I really don't. Even if LeBron, you know, isn't leading the league in scoring or even top five, top ten, like he's still probably gonna give you at least twenty. He's a walking twenty piece. Exactly. Easy. And then Easy. If, if that means twenty, you know, that A and eight might move to. 20, you know, 10 and 10. Yeah. 10 and 11, you know, type deal. He can give something. you more in other places. Like, he's that smart of a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I think there's no slowing down KD. Besides oh, no. K- himself. KD is different. Hurt. KD is just different. Yeah. He's a different offensive I, beast. Like, I, I really just. At what age, though, do you think this is going to s- stop? <laughs> like, gonna he's stop. harassing the league. Bro, like I said, I said this about Tom earlier. There, it's so good that we get to witness people like these, like this. I said, like these. Well, I mean, yeah, LeBron, yeah. you know, KD, it's plural. Yeah, you're right. Uh, with, I said, I almost want to put Tom in the everlasting Tom, everlasting LeBron. Yes. Everlasting Kevin Durant. Like they, they shouldn't be doing this at the age they're at. Do I think, and you know, the thing is about their game, they've changed it to fit their age. Well, KD's has always been a shooter. He can drive, so he, 
his game hasn't changed for the most part. Yeah. LeBron was never really known for threes, but he's almost the best three-point shooter on his team besides Carmelo. Yeah, who, I mean, hey, he's shooting 37%. He's shooting better than Kevin Durant from the three this year. Yeah, what? You know, hey, so, it's, a, it's literally all, hey, 30, 36.2 to 37.2. Yeah, man, so, bro, it... I'm, it's good that we get to see people like this, but I wouldn't test Father Tom like that for these franchises. You know, like hey, I, I, I do not blame you. Yeah, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him Father Tom like that. Undefeated, never lost. I'm undefeated. So, uh, can I get a quick little shout out? Real go quick. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So. I told you about the Bulls at the beginning of the year. I told them that they, they were kind of like my, my 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 dark horse, you know, yeah, for, yeah. for the East. So, like like I said earlier, you know, they 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 out here hooping. First seed, you know, three games up over the over the Nets in the East. But bro, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine have been a nasty tandem. Like I figured oh, they would yeah. be good, but I did not expect both of them to average 26. It's they are they are doing the damn thing. Bro. So I just wanted to give them their, their their props where it's due right there. I want to give them their flowers. Bro, shout out to DeRozan for coming back after just a sad span of like two years, two or three years. He was in Toronto right before they win the championship. They traded him for Kawhi and they go win a championship. That's depressing. And then he goes to San Antonio and does nothing for like a couple years. And now he's and he developed. He learned it to Greg. Hey, learn to pop. <laughs> and so now he's developed. Now he's the guy leading the East. So for that comeback, just over a sad span of like three years, you like to see it. You know, you just, like just more it, victories out. More here. victories, man, and, and literal victories as well on the floor. That too. Twenty six and eleven right now. So who do you think will fall off first, KD or LeBron? LeBron, just because he's older. Hey. And because KD, it's all can fun just, games till LeBron forty two out here. I mean, then KD can just he's just <laughs> a better score. He can do it a lot easier. All right, so I. Let me ask this. Do you think by the time KD is LeBron's age, he'll be playing at like still like this top tier level? I don't know, man. Like That's four years. I can tr- – yes. But the if, the if part is I trust LeBron to take care of himself more than I trust KD to take care of himself. LeBron has had like a handful of injuries, and they come at like – when he first got to the Lakers, he had that one groin injury. Yep. And then he had he's been getting like the ankle, the ankle, and this rest time. But he's this is where the time people retire. You know what I mean? He's starting to like hurt hurt himself, but he's still performing. Oh yeah. You know, KD has had an Achilles. He's had ankle. He's had foot, foot. problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, he hasn't been as and it, like it's only happened a few times, but he hasn't been as reliable as LeBron has shown himself to be. Mm-hmm. He still can ball. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not a baller because of that, but. Uh, at that age, it could just possibly like eh, more things likely happen just because you're getting older. That's yep. all. Hey, fair enough. You know, you never know how it's going to affect people. Yep, they, that is absolutely true. You you don't know what somebody's feeling, you yeah. know, especially physically. Um, we're gonna go ahead and close it out here with with, with everyone's you know second favorite segment. Everybody likes to pick them now. You know? yeah. Second favorite segment. <laughs> who's hot? Who's not? Who's hot? Who's not, man? Charles, who you got? Who's hot? All right, man, for who's hot, I got Bob Myers. Bob Myers is the GM for the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors were creating a dynasty back in 2015 to 20, what was the last year? 2017, 2018, 2017? I can't remember, something like that. So, and then down goes Clay, 
and then they were out. Then Steph was out for a little while. He eventually came back, had their play-in time. They got Jordan Poole. They got um, Gary Payton. Gary pa- the second. Yeah, I said Gary Payton the second. I said Tim Hardaway Jr. It, the second. Yeah, I yeah. was like Tim Hardaway. I was like, wait, that dude is like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so last time he's in New York, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Payton Jr. They got all these young guys, and they've built up their team to a point to where yeah, Toscano's nice too. The, hmm? Toscano. Yeah. Yeah. The number one seed and. The second best shooter in the league has just returned. They've been on a like a run for like they really their team hasn't like really fallen off. It's only fallen off because of injuries, yep. not because like they weren't good, you know. So, and then even then, Steph was you know just keeping them crawling in in that play tournament. Exactly, man. And so shout out to Bob Myers and Steve Kerr, man, for just like having a team like a consistent team for like a over a span of like a good six or seven years. Hey, I can respect the uh, the uh, the work and the dedication that they uh, they have put into that organization. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and look at who's not hot. We mentioned him earlier. Yeah, Joe Judge, now former <laughs> New York Giants coach. That this dude just comes up to the podium every time and just like yep yep. He tries to be like Bill Belichick, but he just looks like a clown doing it. His play calling clownish his hiring in the first place i thought was a bad hire this dude just down bad this dude literally just been taking just l's after l's after l's this whole entire season and i i i I don't know what his future in uh coaching in the nfl is like i don't think he's gonna get another head coaching position at least bro that entire press conference i wanted to say relevance your honor relevance relevance (laughs) hey man well Appreciate everybody for being patient with us. You know, we've been going through yeah, the life, man. you know, really has, you know, it kind of kicked us in the ass a little bit in definitely, December. Definitely but, but the hands are up here, and, you know, early 2022. Yeah. We, we we ready for it now, you know. Yeah, man. It's been hard, man. But, like, hey, the fans, man, the listeners, man, we appreciate you for being patient and rocking with us, man. Yes, and we got great things coming up for y'all. A lot of good things, man. I promise. That thing we mentioned earlier. I almost wanted to put us on the hot list for that, but I was going to leave it for another week. But like we said, with the 707 tournament, the end zone 707 tournament coming up, it's going to be March 12th through 13th. We will be in attendance. We're kind of working on something for the outbreakers that are going to be there. But yeah, we're going to give you more information that's coming up about that. But it's 80 teams all over the country competing, and it's just going to be a fun time. I know Rivals are going to be there, 247 Sports, Max Preps, sponsored by Gatorade. It's a huge event. The biggest 707 tournament in Texas. And Breakers, we want you to be a part of that with us. And to any, you know, possible high school, you know, ballers out there, there will be coaches from all over, not just Texas, but all over the nation. And I'm working on trying to get some uh, some NIA schools and uh, some lower, you know, D3 schools. I'm mm. trying to, you know, get them out there, too. Yeah. So that way, you know, hey, if you're not a four or five star, you can still get your love. Facts, man. We're going hey, to make it happen for our people in Texas, man. So, yeah, man, that's been all for episode 37, man. Oh, 37. Oh, bro, don't, don't put me on the spot. 37. There we go. There we go. Spanish or French, man. I had to think about it for a second. I literally had to pull out the fingers and You're count. good, man. <laughs> hey, it's trilingual, man, as always. So, man, follow us on the Breakroom HOU on Twitter and podcast on Instagram and podcast one on Facebook, man. Follow me on Twitter at the dot the last underscore king. Follow my boy Evan at Evan Schumar TV. That's S-H-U-M-A-R-D. So, man, take it easy, bro. That's been all for episode 37.
everything come back around full circle. Why do lies sound flat?